Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I thought our defense was good in the first half. We couldn't couldn't really get the ball in the basket. Uh, second half started, we let uh, Beverly get open. He's, he gets open, he makes those shots. He had nine straight. And we just couldn't get anything going offensively. I thought their defense was really good. You know, we've we've been pretty good on the road, but the, the two games we've really struggled, Virginia Tech and here, uh, we shot 20% from the three and 35% from the field. Uh, at Duke and Notre Dame, Boston College, Pittsburgh, the games that we played well on the road, we shot in the 40s from the three and uh, high 40s from the two. We're not winning many games shooting 20% from the three and 35 from the field. That's just the way it is. The league's difficult, difficult for everybody. And uh, you have to be able to move on. You know, we've had, we had a bad game at home. We went out and we played really well and beat, won a couple good games on the road. But that, you know, you just have to get over it. You have to have a short memory. Um, you're going to have some tough games in this league. And uh, if you're going to get beat, I don't like losing by one or two. I'd rather lose by 10, 12, whatever it is. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please subscribe. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. This is the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you the fans a voice. So the Orange failed to finish off yet another second half comeback coming coming to within one again before allowing another NC State uh, 14-0 run and uh, they pulled away with ease. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you with a much needed as it seems break before they'll face Louisville in the Dome next Wednesday. So a week off and uh, we'll be back later in the week uh, after the games on Saturday, I suppose. Sometime Sunday, Monday, whatever Joe's up for. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll do normal time. but um, I'm up for whatever. You know that. I know. Um, either way, we'll come back to you with that. So we'll split it up. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, hey, heads up, folks. Heads up. Heads up. You know why? Because I got you a deal on tickets. You want to know the deal? Do you want to know the deal? Here's the deal. I can get you 5% off a full ticket purchase at Tix Blitz. They are the official uh, ticket provider for the media, uh, Armchair Media Network. And unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert of your choosing. So go to TixBlitz.com, enter the promo code armchair at checkout, and get that 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Promo code armchair, ticks, blitz, guaranteed seats, guaranteed emotions. So um, one thing I was going to mention just super quick. I got a DM from a listener, and his name was Connor, and he's been in fan feedback before. Um, And he had a thought where 
Um, we could do maybe a special show on bubble teams and what Syracuse's position might be in and potential seeding where other teams might be in the in the tournament as as well as some of the auto bids and you know key teams to beat and where they stack up in the quadrant system and things like that. So everything tourney action. Um, yeah, we usually try to sprinkle that in to shows. But it wouldn't be a bad idea because we are trying to get one of the bracketologists on, and I'm just going to see how that goes. So yeah. we'll just well, see how I mean, it goes. We, we, but, hit up, we hit up on that. Yeah, but, but we need a couple more games, I think, before we really start dedicating a ton of thought to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah. Well, the one that we throw together on the weekend uh, for the um, next game's preview, we can kind of maybe hit on that a little bit. Uh, yeah, true, because we'll have yeah. time. Yeah. And we can talk about it a little bit, but we can still, you know, preface with the fact that we have a lot of games left. And the ACC tournament. A lot of quadrant tournament. one games yeah. left. So, yeah, and the ACC. Yeah. I mean, we're playing four ranked teams here in the last six games. So, totally, uh, totally. our whole tourney hope, hopes can change, you know, and the spe- next four games. So, five and games. And speaking of which, you know, I read all your comments on social media. And I love you guys, but we got to pump the brakes. We got mm-hmm. we got to pump the brakes. There's plenty of time left. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Now there were some great points made, and we will address some of those points. Um, yes, but but uh, first, but first, no, I already did that. <laughs> good, good, <laughs> that's good. Um, Syracuse drops his second road game of the season, falling 17-8 overall, four eight and four in ACC play. It took almost five minutes before Syracuse would score their first points. A slow start, as we know. Uh, is nothing new, but Syracuse never got into a rhythm at all. Even in the 12-point deficit, when they closed that to three before the half, it was a lot of help from Carey and Braswell, believe it or not, um, some scrappiness out on the court. And it took about eight minutes to close it from about 12 to three at the end of the half. So yeah. um, it was none other than Frank Howard who would lead the Orange with 21 points. He would score more than Battle. Battle was three for nine. Brissett, he was one for nine. And Hughes... Uh, they combined. He would score more than them combined. Yep. Twenty-one to fifteen. Battle with seven percent with two. Hughes with six. But Hughes did add a little extra with two steals, three assists. Uh, he shot twenty percent overall, and he was zero from five from three. Um, mm. It was nice seeing Howard hit some shots, obviously, with something we've been lacking, and lead yep. the team in scoring. I think it was great. It was a uh, season high for him. It would have been even nicer if he would have got more help other than Mark on the scoreboard, who followed him up. And I guess we can't have it all, yeah. but, uh, you know, like we say, Syracuse games are like a box of chocolates. We never know what team we're going to get. So <laughs> uh, I did play his heart out, as usual. He had his best game of the season so far. Uh, I mentioned he followed up Howard with 10 points, five rebounds, one assist, and three steals. And, of course, he's always changing the trajectory of something somewhere. So um, he had this uh, the season-high 31 minutes. It's the most he played. I mentioned season high points, season high field goals with three, <laughs> and uh, free throws four. Uh, he was four for six at the end of the day. The inconsistency mm-hmm. from the line, speaking of which, was a killer yeah. again after shooting 80% versus Boston College. The Orange went 11 for 22. If you can't do math, that's 50%. Another 20 per, uh, 20% performance from three is very disappointing. 35% yeah. from the field, 21 for 60. Syracuse did force 20 turnovers. 
scoring 24 points off of those. Almost half of their points came off turnovers. And right. that's a great stat, right? But now here's the kicker. And we could all say it together. Say it with me, Cuse Militia. Syracuse was out-rebounded. 42-31 to 31 this time. So, Joe, mm-hmm. I'm not getting on the bubble wagon. I don't think we're there yet. And no. as we always do, we're going to take one game at a time. I feel like this was a – I don't want to say it's a must-win, but it was definitely well, – um, what do I want to say? Was it easier? I don't know if I want to say it was easier either, but I feel like it was more there for the taking. I feel like it was, it was, a, it was a team it we give could us have a beat. Good it was a buffer going into these tough games. Exactly. Would have given us the buffer. Now we don't have the buffer. So right. uh, how do you see it? How did you see the game and, and uh, do you think? No, I saw it live because I was there. Oh, that's and, right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm – it was sloppy to start. Like you said, it took a little while for us to score. It took a little while for NC State to start scoring, too. Um, there's a lot of calls that were just – I thought that there was a lot of nitpicky calls early, and I think it kind of set the the pace for the rest of the game. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of people that listen would probably agree with the fact that they were pretty bad – there's pretty bad officiating. You listen to local radio just, there? Yeah, I did. What would they say? Well, they said that it was one of the worst officiating games they've seen in the league. So, um, I don't know if they're talking just this year or, or whatever. But, huh? In the league or the conference? Well, it's the same thing. Conference, whatever. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm just saying. But, yeah. Uh, we just you, – we're not going to win when we shoot like that. Which is the bottom line. We know we know what we, we, know take, what we are. Like we right. talked about it before. Mm-hmm. With those shooting percentages and then when you look at NC State almost shooting, what, 50%? And I know they didn't shoot like great 27.8% from three point, uh, but they shot to 20 to 24 from the free throw line. And again, 49% overall Torn Doran killed us at the free throw line. Uh, they had, I thought some easy fast break points and I thought it should have been a lot closer considering that we won the turn. I mean, they had 20 turnovers. We only had 12. So yeah, like you said, we had a lot of those fast break points, stuff like that, off of those turnovers, which just tells you how bad our half court offense was. And you got to kind of give kudos to their defense. Their defense played good. I don't know what was up with Battle. Um, He's just having trouble getting by, guys. I don't know. Right. And we talked about you know Brissett being able to possibly have a mismatch with maybe a smaller guard, and I just they just didn't take advantage of it. He was settling for jumpers, and it's just you know Elijah Hughes. He got some good looks, just didn't make them, and uh, we just let it get away from us. Uh, shooting those percentages again, like we said, fifty percent from free throw line. Uh, we talked about it. If it's seventy five percent, that's another five points. That's ten points. Then you just hit two of those threes, and you're still probably in the twenty percent shooting. But now you're talking about a four point game, and it's something completely different. And that was really only the difference in this game. I mean, we, we won the turnover battle. They won the, the rebounding battle, and that's pretty much what it was. They just shot better. Yeah, um, Beverly, 9 for 9 from the free throw line. Yeah. Funderburk, which is a fabulous last name, 6 for 6 from the free throw line. Yeah. So, you know, our guys at the <laughs> on the opposite of, of that, you know, just it was kind of spread around. Jalen Carey hit two for four. He was hit yeah. two for four. But on the good note, though, I mean, what do you think of Braswell? Because I, you know, watching his tape, and we talked about him a lot in the offseason, uh, um, you know, when we did our recruiting stuff. And I, I liked Braswell. I liked him because he was, he was listed as a sharp shooting forward. And we haven't seen a whole lot of that. But right. 
he he did create two turnovers, and you know for what it's worth, his, how many minutes did he have? I don't have that. He had two steals, seven minutes, and an assist in seven minutes. One point, he was one for two from yeah. the free throw line. Well, uh, we talked about the pace that NC State plays at, and we talked about us, you know, unloading the bench and. Brasro really hasn't played that many significant minutes, especially in ACC play. So I was actually surprised that he came in, but he came in and he, he was rotating on defense and he got those two steals. And he, like you said, sparked part of that run to get us yeah, back in was, the game and get us within three. Yeah. The 11 right. run. I don't yep. think he's, I think what he scored, but he scored one, one point. point. Yeah, yeah. He got to the line, yeah. but um, it was his defensive presence and the fact that he can come in and, I mean, uh, it's he's very long, and he's got his, oh, yeah. his footwork is decent too. Right, yeah. So well, it just it just tells me that he's making strides in in practice, and I mean, Bayham's not going to put him in there in significant minutes, especially in the first half, if he doesn't have some sort of confidence in him. So he must be making strides because he hasn't been playing any significant minutes so far in the ACC. So yeah, I don't know how much of a choice he had with Brissett was in immediate foul trouble. No, yeah, and then. Um, Tyus ended up getting in foul trouble as well. So yeah, yeah, you know. And I want to give I want to give kudos to, to um, Frank Howard. Yeah, you know, he played a great game. I know he made some mistakes, and you know, Beheim was yelling him, staring him down a couple times coming out of timeouts, and I know he had a couple bad plays. Fifty percent. Uh, but yeah, no, he stepped up and he made big shots to keep us in it for as long as he could, and uh, just waiting for somebody else to kind of. Get it going, and nobody else did. He's uh, he's the only one that hit a three pointer. Everybody else, I think it was zero for fourteen. Yeah, he, but he it was wasn't even that. I mean, he. I mean, again, you saw glimpses of last year's Frank when he was driving the lane, hitting those those floaters that he can hit, and you know, the, the little I think he had the pass to uh, Chuku for that alley oop. So, um, yeah, I just well, maybe it wasn't no, him, but either he, way, he didn't even have an assist on the night. So, well. He played good. Um, minus a couple turnovers, I was glad to see the, the direction he was going in. And obviously, Dolce played his heart out. But uh, we need help as far as those other guys. And if we need we help down like low, we, don't get... we got an outside game. Well, it was the shooting, man. It, it was, was the shooting. shooting. It was the and free throw the, shooting the... and a couple threes. I mean, usually Buddy hit a couple. And, you know, usually Hughes doesn't go 0 for 5. Like I said, you get two or three of those and then just shoot 75% from the free throw. And that's not asking much. And we're in the game right there. I mean, that's really the difference that we're talking about. And it, it's just, it was so reminiscent like said, of Virginia Tech when in, in consistency, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like almost the same game as Virginia Tech when we cut cut a deficit in the first half to end the first half, still yeah. down a little bit, but come out in the second half, quick, get within one, and then it's like the light switch turns off. And yeah. it, well, it tells you something because it sh- we show that we have the talent to come back and we fight hard. But on those nights when we don't shoot good, at some point, like what Beheim, Jim Beheim says, the coach on this, in these press conferences, is that at some point when you're not, you're just not hitting anything, and you get into the second half, and you're not hitting anything, it kind of starts seeping down into, yeah, into you know the defense. The defense. Yeah. yeah, and you're getting tired and. Frustrated, just, maybe uh, frust- yeah. you mentioned yeah. that maybe Tyus seemed like he was trying a little too hard, and he drove the lane one time and dribbled on himself and fell, yeah, and just yeah. laid that there was... dejected. And that's you know it's going to happen, mistakes happen, but you know it just was there was just a there was never an offensive rhythm, and there's not much more analysis than they didn't make their shots. It's kind of plain and simple. 
Yeah, I mean, it's right. really when you really look at it, you look at the percentages. That's it. Exactly. We shot thirty five percent. They shot forty nine percent. And it's a tough I mean, loss because I felt like I honestly felt like, I mean, we could win this game and have that buffer with a week off and having Louisville come to the dome. I feel like that would really help as far as confidence and momentum. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how much momentum you can carry after a week, but at least you get the, the extra practices and no travel and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you play good enough. You just don't hit the shots and that's really what it comes down to. Right. So, so um, um, yeah, that's you pretty hear, much it. hear I from mean, the fans and we'll, we'll piggyback off of them. Yeah, we can do that. All right, let's do it. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, y'all know what to do. Facebook and Twitter, at Cuse Militia, is the universal handle for the socials. Go there. I always propose a question at the end of every game. Thoughts on the game. And uh, leave your comment there, and uh, maybe you make the fan feedback top ten. Uh, and, and get on the show. I try to move it around to new people that say interesting things, but the people, you know, a lot of times it's the same guys because they, they, I think they listen to the show and I think they have um, a different perspective and, and, and maybe it reflects mine. Maybe it's something I haven't thought of, but get in there and mix it up. There are some that yeah. were mixed up this time, so I picked, tried to pick yeah. a couple new guys and gals. I think maybe there's a gal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, hey, fan feedback's brought hey, to us CYA. by online betting, you know? So if you've never bet online before, maybe go check it out, see if it's right for you. If you're not familiar with um, online betting, you're going to want to check it out. If you have, you know what you're getting into. I recommend a service to you that has been good to me. I've bet at, the, at my bookie before, and that's why I'm urging you to make your way over there. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for all the fantasy guys out there, I know there's some more fantasy sports starting up or already going. Uh, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player uh, will score each game. So join now, hmm. and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. They're doing that again. So use promo code QS25 to activate that offer. Visit my bookie online today that's m-y-b-o-o-k-i-e and don't forget to use the promo code qs25 when creating the account to claim up to a thousand dollars in free play you play you win you get paid look we did have a review and if you've left a review and you're listening i've probably called your name i think i don't know if there's not one i haven't called yet so i've called them all Get a hold of me at QSMilitia at gmail.com. Look, here's the newest one. Go to uh, Apple iTunes, and if you leave us a five-star review and, and um, uh, our five-star rating and a review and I read it on the show, then uh, you can win some free swag, man, some koozies and some other stuff, and I'll send that out to you if you email us at QSMilitia at gmail.com. Uh, this was from QSFANNC. So another got tons of people that we've met. And yeah. I know, listen, from North Carolina. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, great Q's podcast. I assume it's a he. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Great Q's podcast. Great listen for a fan out of the state. Um, critical and realistic takes, but optimistic. Really appreciate a great podcast to help stay up to date. So, yeah, that's what we're yeah. trying to do. A lot yeah. of our listenership is right in Syracuse, but I'd say probably 40% of it's around all spread all over the damn place so 
Um, we appreciate that. If you want to leave us a review, you can go to iTunes and do that. And we appreciate those very much. It really helps us on the ratings for iTunes. And if someone's searching for a Syracuse sports podcast, um, it helps us move to the front of the line. So, um, all right. So we'll start with Facebook today. I think this, yeah, this is Facebook. Bob says too much individual play and not enough passing or movement, uh, without the ball. Or with the ball, I think he put without, but I think he means with the ball. Too many tough contested shots. Instead of passing the ball when well defended, they would force up a shot. So let's see. Yeah. I mean, for instance, an example of what he's talking about: uh, eight assists on twenty-one buckets. Okay. Yeah. Now juxtapose that with nineteen assists on twenty-four buckets for NC State. So good ball movement. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's been a struggle all year. We had one good game with with where the the assists were high and they were really moving the ball around. Yeah, we had a few there, but yeah, we had a few. But I'm, I mean, you know, it opens up so much. We have no inside outside game. We have, no. we have, well, we have at best. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We have at best outside game sometimes. That's yeah. how I look at it, right? Yeah. Well, and then mismatches at the guards where they can take people one on one. Exactly. So, and uh, last night we didn't get enough of that, and we no, had, like way again, bigger like, than them too. We settled, we settled for a lot of jump shots. Brissett settled for a lot of jump shots. Yeah, he did. I know it's like Brissett. I was like, I should, I knew I shouldn't have said I was buying into Brissett last week, mm. last guy, last episode. I knew I should have just double, left that three hanging. double doubles in a row, and then I know. Like, it looks like a just a great matchup. And One just, for nine, two points. Mm, I know. And, you know, he got five rebounds. I give him that. Um, I mean, you're not going to have a good game every game, but I know, but. Mm, uh, yeah, on to the next one. <laughs> Matthew says, <laughs> I've never seen a team with this level of talent fail to click and get out hustled in so many games. There have been less talented teams in Orange that at least compete. The chemistry between Battle, Howard, Battle and Howard seems completely gone. I would con- I, I would say I, I I don't see much chemistry at all, anywhere. Joe, can is, uh, can well, you contend that? It's inconsistent. That? It's inconsistent, like we talk about. It's inconsistent. The line, it's still one on one stuff. I mean, when battles when battles running it, he's running. He's doing it by himself a lot of times. There's not a lot of times where this is just a full team effort where everybody's handling right. the ball and getting up shots. Well, you know what though, the good thing is that well, yeah, please are... tell me the good thing. Well, I mean, we're still in the tournament right now, or on the right side right, of it. Right. And where's we Joe Lenardi have us right now? Well, uh, I haven't recently checked it, but not that I he just, matters. But I'm just saying, you know. Well, I mean, I get it, but more or less, we were in on the right side. Like he had us as an eight seed going into that, so he's not going to knock us out of the tournament by losing against NC State at NC State. So. We're still on the right side of the bubble, and we have a lot of opportunities ahead of us. And like we said, we know as a fan base the amount of talent on this team. And like you said, like we always talk about, the best part about college basketball is that you have all season to click. So, yeah, you know, it's 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 sometimes it gets too late for a team to where it's like all or nothing, and you got to win the the conference tournament. But we're not in we're that not position there. right now. So no, we're not there. We're not there. Um, no. Brian says, awful loss, and the team has no one to blame but themselves. 
Braswell playing in the first half should have been enough of a message to Hughes Brissett and anyone else you want to name. NC State gave up 113 points to North Carolina in 40 minutes of basketball, and SU scored 58 the entire game, 25 games into a season, and no one knows what this team is. At least last year, you knew it was defense with this team or lose. Right. Yeah, we had no offense, is what he's saying. Uh, right. This year, who knows? NIT. So, there. well, we jumped the gun with the NIT talk, and that's fine. I, I feel it. I, I, I feel the pain on that. Uh, but he's talking about, I mean, North Carolina's good, man. They Dude, don't have but, shooting but you woes. Know it, though? They don't have shooting but, woes. No, they don't. But I just hate, I hate, like, the one-game comparisons. Because as much as they want to make fun of, like, how much – well, you know, they scored against NC or North Carolina. Like, right. NC State held Virginia Tech to 47 points. Well, how about a, a right? Well, how about a two game comparison? Let's go back to the Virginia Tech game. Virginia Tech held uh, NC State to 24 points 24. in the entire game. Right. But NC State held Virginia Tech to 47 in that same game. 47 is still low. Yeah, absolutely. In, so. in, in Syracuse's, oh, correct me if I'm wrong. I wish I had this up. Damn it. Um, has Syracuse broke sixty points in any in their losses in ACC play? I doubt it. Yeah, f- uh, Florida State they scored sixty two. Oh, did they? Okay. But yeah, no Georgia Tech it was seventy three fifty nine. Virginia Tech seventy eight fifty six. Florida State eighty sixty two. NC State seventy three fifty eight. So I mean they're all very similar. And yeah, when you look are. at them, and you, when you look at the games, a lot of them, when they're, it comes down to it, is the percentage of shooting. Yeah, around 30, 35%, 20 from three. And 50 to 60% from the free the line. throw line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's really, that makes up so much. I mean, the free throw line alone makes up a ton. I mean, you, you, you left 11 points out there. And that's there's there's only four to make up after that. I mean, I'm not saying. Well, I mean, you can't expect. I know, I I, I know, but I'm just saying those are points left out. That right, but that's why I said just you know even if they shot seventy five percent and shot you know four or five more points from there and then a couple of threes and you're in the game at the end and then you don't know what happens. Battle was sitting out the last like four or five minutes. He had he had four fouls. I mean. Well, it didn't matter. I, they, they I, were know, out of it. Point, knew, I know at that point we weren't matter. scoring, and NC State was just playing great defense um, against what we had going on. Yeah, uh, Steven says he agrees with Bob. That was the first comment I read. NC State had 19 assists, and we had eight. And our point guard, uh, in in quote, our quote point guard in quote Howard had zero assists. Too often, our offense looks out of sync. Shouldn't happen with experienced players. We are in the TCOB, take care of business mode. We failed. Steven, I, I pick Steven almost every week because he brings up great points. Uh, take care of business mode. That's a great way to put what this game was. It was take care of business. And they didn't do it. And it's not going to get any easier. No, and, I just still don't you, think we were there. You don't think we were take care of business mode? <laughs> oh, Joe. Joe. Joe, yeah, this was we, we talked about it. The buffer, man, the buffer. That was your. Well, I mean, if that's okay. I yeah, see, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, where where we look at the schedule right now and get that and get this loss back into a double into turn this L it. into a W, right? Yeah, I okay. get it. I get all right, it. All right. Um. So, yeah, I agree with you, Steve. 
Cowboys. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about the misunderstanding. Uh, at Nick Goodman 18, is it just me or should Robert Breswell get more playing time? We played our best basketball the whole game when he was on the floor disrupting the paint. I, I don't want to jump the gun on this, but I've wanted him to play more anyway because I feel like he's I feel like he's an asset and I feel like next year he's going to be going to be pretty good but I agree why not in some of these games give him a couple minutes at the forward position we're thin when you got Dolzai in there and you know if Brissett's struggling why not why not throw him in there sometimes well I think you just hit it uh, as far as the struggles go uh, as the as the season's gone on and Coach has seen the struggles of some of the guys that he relied on so much last year. Uh, he's been, you can see it more and more. He's apt to to throw different guys in there. And I wouldn't be surprised to uh, see later, like as we go on, if more or less putting in whoever, you know, like if they're playing good in practice and if, hey, if you get out in the game, you're not playing good, you're coming out. Yeah. Because be, if you look right. at it, I mean, if you go as deep as Kerry and Braswell and all, I mean, we're 10 deep. Yeah. And if he if he's confident enough to put him out there because of, at the practice and stuff, then hey, if you're not going to give the effort and you're going to play, you know, if you're not going to play that good, then you can come out. And, and all it's doing is creating competition. So you just hope that the players can accept that and it won't turn toxic. But either way, I mean, that's the only way that's going to work. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got the players. You got players struggling. I think you know. You're right. I mean, it, maybe it's time to to show him the whip. You know, to use the Babers term again, which I love, right. which we'll probably right. use forever now. Um, yeah, he got seven minutes. You said two steals and an assist. I mean, it's pretty solid, man, from a freshman player who has not played an ACC play, and he didn't turn the ball over. So, um, all right. At Doug Vaughn fan, I love this one. I don't know if I totally agree with it, but I love it. Uh, if I had to choose them going one and one the next two games, I'd choose them to lose this one, move on, and beat Louisville. What do you think? Beat Louisville yeah. at home in the dome. Yep. That would be a big. That would be a, a probably a bigger. That would be most definitely be a bigger win. They're ranked. So. Well, that's what I was going to hit on a little bit at some point was that we have two home games. I mean, whatever happened, that happened. We have a week, and we have. Yeah, home against Louisville, home <laughs> against Duke. And if you get one of them, then you erase this loss, and we're right back to these, probably in a better situation than we were before the NC State game. These next three games are just brutal. Dude, if, I, if we go one and two, I'll be happy. It's going to be so fun, though. Won't it be fun, though? Isn't it well, fun you're being— the, you're, in the national, you're in the national spotlight. Isn't it Everyone, fun and being— And everyone's watching, and oh, they yeah, watch oh, here yeah, for oh, you yeah. to beat them, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone's like me, but when I see these games on the schedule, I instantly get butterflies. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I could puke right now. I get so freaking nervous, but it's so much fun. And I get so hyped for these games. I I can't sit. I'm watching them just trying to drink beer to calm my nerves. That's great. I don't know what else you could ask for. For the opportunity for a spotlight upset. Yeah, except for the North Carolina game, which is a Tuesday 9 o'clock game. You got Duke on Saturday and, and the Louisville games on Wednesday. I mean, the Duke, the Duke in uh, primetime on on. Oh wait, it's not, is it? Is that Duke game in primetime or is it in, in, during the day? Six p.m. ESPN. Yeah, six p.m. That kind of sucks. But I don't know. 
I don't know. It's a party starter. Oh, it's I a party. Remembered. I I just remembered. I had something. <laughs> it's a party starter, I guess. But uh, yeah, the next the next three are great great games, and I yeah. you know I'm, I kind of can't wait. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was, uh, I digress. Yeah. At Sorry, Kevin Craig six. Yeah. At Kevin Craig six. We've played three good teams in the last month. Lost bad in all three games. He's not wrong. Nope. <laughs> and He's I guess not that's wrong. just going to see what happens in the next three. I okay. Well, let's look. Let's let's do this real quick. We're, how many comments I got left? Well, I got three. But we'll do we'll do it at the end. Um, at Durham underscore Charlie, another gentleman from your neck of the woods, Joe. This team is hard to watch. I've loved Q's basketball for decades, but the lack of development in pretty much everyone's game is astonishing. Well, well, okay, okay, hold on, uh, no, hold agree. on, hold on, you agree, I don't know, Tyus, Dolezal, Tyus, huh, what is, what has anybody from last year's team done that they didn't do last year, or you didn't see last year, well, I mean, you had a point, and there. Elijah Hughes is new, well, Hughes is new, and we don't really know. We can't judge yeah. him yet. But Brissett his in in Howard definitely have digressed, in my opinion. <sighs> that stands out to me. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, I know it's in numbers. You yeah, can argue I mean, it. You can make an argument for battle, but you know he's got turns. games. He's got in games still where he just absolutely struggles. He gets shut down, and like last yeah. night, Joe, like you said, he's trying too hard. You know that's it's a, that's a, those were, some of those were. F- some of those shots were thrown up in just pure frustration, like, like Hal Mary shots. I mean, not yeah. that they were far or ridiculous, but they were just hope it goes in, and he just yeah. never got in a rhythm, you know. So it's just as a Syracuse fan, you see this. It just goes up and down. I mean, we've seen two different times in the not conference this year where we've lost two games in a row, and then to turn around and win seven out of eight, we lose a game, home game against Georgia Tech, come back and beat Duke. Uh, I mean, that's just. It's Syracuse. You don't know what to expect, but what you do know is that when their back's against the wall or when it, the game is uber important, then they show up. I mean, and they have. So that's just kind of – you got to kind of keep the faith and see what happens. I think these next three games – I mean, I'll tell you what. We come out these next three games and we get blown up by 20 every single one of them, then I get it. But, I mean, we usually show up for the big ones, man, and we have in the past couple of years, so – um, at one Kev Nash, the good aggressive Frank, the bad defense, the ugly Elijah and Buddy need three need three more wins. So we got eight. Yeah, I I was I was I'm, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier in the in the before before ACC play started. With eleven wins is solid. Now I think we can get in the tournament with ten. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, 11 is solid without a question, especially with these games we've got left. I see, I see, you know, Wake Forest, I hope, gosh. And then, um, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, Clemson, the Clemson game is one that I compare closely to NC State as far as, um, as far as, you know, the competitiveness of it. I mean, we beat Clemson at home. We're going to their place. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's what makes me nervous more than yeah, anything. I know, and they're on a is tear. That the they were on a two tear. easiest games out of the last six are away. Yeah, I know. Well, we've been good on the road though, too. So I mean, yep. I mean, we've got two home 
uh, true, true that road last game night, But yeah, you're right. Um, reply. Uh, let's see. Uh, at I was, <laughs> I was replying to at Q's militia. Me paying attention. Uh, at DJM Law One. When your starting guard ha- starting guards have eight turnovers and one assist, and your starting forward shoots two for nineteen, and everyone not Frank f- named Frank is zero for fourteen from three, and you allow the other team that recently scored twenty four points in the game to shoot fifty percent, is that good? <laughs> um, I I commented back. I said my calculations say no, Dan. That's not good. <laughs> So, like again, it's a one game. I know, I know, but so, you know that's what I got nothing for that. Well, you got Frank no, and Ty- Frank and Tyus with eight eight turnovers. Now I know they handle the ball more, so they're more they're, you know the likeliness of it I guess goes up. But eight out of the eight out of the twelve turnovers came from the two most experienced guys on the team. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's that. So I guess I can say that about that. That's all I got. But um, that is it for fan feedback. If you would, please give us a like or a, thumb, a thumbs up or a follow on Twitter. If you want to get involved with that, we would really appreciate it. Enjoy hearing from you guys. It's what makes the show, really. So, I mean, the Q's Militia Podcast is the fan's voice. That's kind of what we uh, dub ourselves as. So, anyway, let's. do you want to talk about the – did we talk enough about the last six games? Do you want to hit it real quick? Or we I mean, we kind of we kind of hit them. To. We kind of hit them all. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we did, but uh, I mean, talking. But I mean, just in general, against- what we need. So we need three more wins. I think eleven to be solid, solid, solid. I think we can do it with ten. I see where two potential wins come from, with the competition left in the last six games, being Wake Forest and in Clemson, and as you mentioned, both of those are away games. But we do have. This stretch of three games, which are going to be extremely difficult games, with Louisville at the Dome, Duke at the Dome, and then at North Carolina. What are you looking for, Joe? Do you you coming out of that? You're trying to sneak one of those out. Uh, yeah. And which one's most likely to sneak out for you? Out of the first three. Yep. Uh. That's a tough. I would one. like to say, you know, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm. It's going to be the next one, Louisville. All right. I mean, they're high. They're the highest ranked. They have a new coach, a couple new players that haven't played against us, or the two-three zone. They're the highest and ranked of of what? The first, the next three. I'm saying as far as like, they're okay. Sorry, the lowest ranked. Um, oh right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Sorry. So and again. New coach, a couple of new players that haven't seen this uh, two-three zone, and it's a home game. After, and we're gonna have a week of rest and a week of practice to figure out and be, you know, upset about this last game. So I think there's gonna be all the motivation in the world uh, to win that game, and I think that's probably our best, our best shot because uh, I don't think, I mean, Duke's gonna come in with, uh, they're gonna want to beat us. Oh, I know, I know. Pretty I know badly. the whole Duke and, thing, blah, 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 I know. Right. And historically, we have not played well against North Carolina. I mean, th- I think the only time we beat North Carolina first time we ever played was them, right? the first time we ever played them. Yep, exactly. So, and at North Carolina, so that just, I mean, these first three, I think this first one's going to set a precedent. If we can't get this one, then uh, I think we end up losing these next three. We kind of just got to stay positive and understand the talent that we're playing against. 
and kind of see where... Are you where... already prepping this crowd? Are you already prepping the listeners? Don't do that. No, I'm just saying. I mean, dude, look. All these teams, really, realistically, we're going to be underdogs in every single one of these, game, these, these games. Except for Wake Forest. Well, I'm saying these next three. Okay, right, right. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the next three. I'm not. I know. I that was my bad. I know. That was right. Bad. I'm sorry. But realistically, you don't know what your what it's what our tournament chances are going to look like if we were to go zero three the next three. I know. You know it. what I mean. I know. So again, you know, I just don't know with this back heavy uh, schedule. I don't know if it's going to help us out or not. Mm. And. <laughs> I don't think it helps. I, I I could tell you that. I don't think it helps. I do see Virginia in the Dome, second to last game of the season. And historically, G- Virginia has struggled against us. I mean, I know they, they, they took care of us last year pretty good a couple times. But, I mean, we have had I mean, their number, had too. we had good chances, yeah. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I would, I would go off. To, I mean, again, at Clemson, at, at Wake Forest, it's hard to just peg those as wins. I so, know, I know, but you look at it, and those are what I, you know, feel safe with. I mean, I get it, but again, it's just one of those things where right now we just got to be thankful that we're on the right side of the bubble and wait until next game because we yep. know as Syracuse fans, I mean, like I said, you lose to Georgia Tech on a Saturday and turn around and beat Duke at Duke on a Monday. So exactly, that's Syracuse Any, basketball. Yeah. Syracuse basketball, like like the box of chocolates. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so uh, that is it. We appreciate uh, you putting up with our ramblings there. I felt yeah, rambling. Sorry, I don't know sorry if about it that. Was or not. No, it's just tough, dude. I know, I know. Hate, you hate to lose like that. In I know. You I'm just trying to of... stay positive. Trying to look ahead. Yeah. Like Coach said, forget about it. You got to have a short. You you got to have a short term memory, and yeah. just forget about it. Or do you have to have a short term memory loss? Which one would it be, really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, <laughs> anyways, I guess you would have to. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Rambling. rambling oh, rambling. again, again. I digress. Again, okay. again. Yeah. 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 So uh, short term anyway. memory, man. You just let yeah, it go. I know. I know. I know. All right. Well, I thank you all for listening. And I also thank Tick Splits. I thank uh, whoever's leaving those. Um, those reviews on iTunes. We appreciate that. We um, thank my bookie at James on Guitar, uh, Armchair All Americans, and JPs. Uh, JPs, you know, um, every uh, every Monday through Friday is happy hour four to six trivia Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. dollar off the bats specials during every Syracuse game. So go there, enjoy that. Barbershop. Yeah, the barbershop. No, they're up. getting stuff built. You see the pictures yes. on Facebook, man? I did. Go on did. Facebook. Look at that stuff. Yeah, they're getting new butcher or butcher. They're getting new barber stations <laughs> and everything. <laughs> no, it uh, looks nice in there, man. Yeah, it does. So, um, uh, yeah, they move next month, I think, in March. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, that's it. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And um, we will be back here, like I said, again Probably the normal time. Same bad time, same bad channel. More Q's Militia Podcast is inevitable. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast. The fan's voice with Sean and Joe.
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.